Hey guys, welcome back to the Perfect Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Taryn. Today, we have an England selection special on the podcast. Yeah, keeping up to times with the international break. Getting some content that is relevant to the times, because who likes international break? It's two weeks of just, you know, watching old games, not watching England play, not watching other teams play, because that's just boring. But yeah, we've got some great panellists on the podcast to discuss England, discuss everything England national team. So I'll start with Arvind, the co-host. Arvind, how are you doing today and how are you looking forward to the podcast? Yeah, as always, looking forward to a podcast, man. Um, England, you know, a different topic today. Obviously, international breaks, not a huge fan of international breaks. I'd rather just watch Bayern every week, to be honest. But regardless of that, it is what it is, <laughs> and let's get straight into it. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're like, what is it actually to do during an international break? Like, how it's only been two days. Oh, my. Yeah, but anyways, Craig, how are you doing today? And how do you feel about the international break? I'm doing really well, thank you. It's good to be back on. Thanks for having me back on. I love it. No worries, um, yeah, international break. It's just it's just a bit meh, really. I don't think anyone likes it. At least this time, it's not it's not Nations League. It's not friendlies. It's actually well, it's World Cup qualifiers, which is you know it is quite important. But still, no one no one really enjoys the international break, really, do they? Mm, yeah, no. It's just yeah, England have San Marino, so that's that's going to be a, a really good game. I'm really looking forward to that game. Now, just joking, but Alfie, how are you doing since our podcast? A really fiery podcast, you know, with Dan Huggins and Gold of Tottenham. The, Arsenal Tottenham kind of battle. How have you been since our podcast? What have you been up to and how do you feel about the international break? Yeah, I've been good. I'm glad to be back on and I'm excited seeing them play San Marino for the millionth time in the last Amazing 10 years. Amazing game, man. Cinema. It's all, yeah, I, I, I'd love to know the accurate score of that game. I'm <laughs> sure it's mind-blowing. But yeah, I'm glad to be back on. Yeah, it's great to have you on. I think when San Marino scored a goal, it's like a national holiday for their club. So it's just mad like San Marino. Amazing team. So, yeah, let's just get straight into the podcast. I'm going to start with the main talking point that we've kind of based this podcast around. There's been a lot of debates in, you know, newspapers and articles and podcasts about, you know, what is England's best eleven? Because there's so much talent in every position. You know, fullbacks, we're, we're stacked at right back, especially. You know, I can name a lot of players right now. We'll get into that in a second. But, yeah, we have many players in many positions. But... Who will Southgate pick for the Euros? Will he go with a 3-4-3? Will he go with a 4-3-3? We're going to get all the opinions from my panellists today. I'm going to start with Craig. Uh, Craig, Chelsea fan, obviously. I don't know if you are going to go with a bit of Chelsea bias in this. I know one player you're definitely going to have in this in this team. But, yeah, I just kind of want to start with you and your individual lineup, like position to position. First of all, I'll start with your formation. What do you, what do you think Southgate will go for? Because, you know, the 3-4-3 was so successful at the World Cup. We've seen it recently with, you know, Rice and Rice and Phillips CDM. But when we beat Spain away at in, I believe it was like Betis or something, when we played a 4-3-3, that was amazing. And we, we qualified for the Euros. So I think we won pretty much every game with the 4-3-3. So, yeah, quickly, what formation are you going to go for, mate? Nah, we have seen Gareth Southgate use a couple of different formations. Like you said, the 4-3-3 does work. But, you know, if you saw it at the World Cup, it did. It was quite effective at the World Cup. I think he's going to go with the, the 3-4-3 or the 5-2-3 as it. You know, sort of plays out on pitch. We've all, you know, got loads of right backs to choose, loads of, you know, decent right backs. So, you know, you've got to make use of these positions. Yeah, 100%. I think that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a three, three at the back as well. But yeah, let's go straight on to the starting lineup. Who are you going to go with in goal, Craig? I think controversially, I'm going to stick with Jordan Pickford. Now, I know people are going to think, oh, you know, he, he makes loads of mistakes at Everton and, and, you know, Nick Pope's so much better, you know. At, you know, shot stopping and Dean Henderson, he's young, he's he's really good. But I think if you look at it, Jordan Pickford, he's never really had a bad game for England. I think every time he's played, you know, whether it's friendly, Euros, World Cup, 
he's he's been he's been really good. He's he's never had a bad game. He's got three solid defenders in front of him. He's good on the ball when he plays for England, you know. He's really good at distributing it out from the back. That's what it's all about these days. That's why, you know, Nick Pope, he's not really good with his feet. I don't know what Dean Henderson's like with his feet, but Jordan Pickford, he's all right with his feet. Uh, he's all right shot stopper as well. You know, at Everton, we have seen him make a couple of mistakes. Well, a couple of mistakes. He's made a lot of mistakes at Everton. But with England, with those three solid defenders in front of him, he's, you know, he's sort of not really had that much to do. But when he's been called into action, he has made some solid saves. So I would say definitely go Jordan Pickford. It's really interesting that you've gone with Pickford because, you know, Pickford's probably been the best goalkeeper for England, I'd say, under Southgate. But in terms of England goalkeepers, I would say Nick Pope is a better one. So, yeah, it is, it is really interesting. They both have different attributes that are good for different games. Pickford, obviously, is much better with his feet. But Pope's shot-stopping, his his presence in the box, you know, the way he, he claims crosses, the way his reflexes are, it's just, yeah, it's really interesting. But, yeah, Pickford is your choice. And let's start with your let's start with your three centre-backs. I'm quite interested to know who you'd go for. I know you're probably going to go with, I'm going to guess, Harry Maguire in centre-back. But, yeah, just, yeah. just who are you going to play there, mate? I think, as a back three, I think a lot of... Yeah people who watch England, England fans will go with the same back three of Harry Maguire, John Stones and Kyle Walker as a right yeah. centre-back. Yeah. So I think that's genuinely unanimous. We saw it at the World Cup. It was solid, you know. When we had, you know, set pieces, we had Stones getting into the box, scoring goals. It's a solid back three. I think that's the main defence sort of back three that he'll go with, you know, into the Euros. Euros? Yeah, the Euros. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's got obviously he's got he's got strong other choices on the bench. He's got Tyrone Mings, Lewis Dunks an option, Connor Cody, Michael Keane. We have got other solid options, but I think you know no one really is gonna you know derail that back three. Yeah, no, definitely, I I have to agree with you as well. I'm not gonna kind of give my opinion too much because we'll get into that a bit later. My my final eleven as well, but yeah, I think them three are probably the safest option. You'd say they started the last Euros. Maguire obviously got his big move since then, not the Euros, the World Cup. Stones and Walker. Walker maybe hasn't played that much this season, but yeah, I understand Walker being in there for that pace to kind of cover Maguire in behind. But yeah, let's go into your wing-backs, Craig. Who would you play left wing-back and who going in that right wing-back spot? I'm interested to hear. So yeah, left, left wing-back is uh, you know, it's a mixed one. We haven't really seen, obviously, Luke Shaw coming into the squad, been absolutely brilliant for Manchester United this season. You know, do we know how good he is at left wing back? Because we know it's a Southgate likes to play his wing back roles. Is yeah. Luke Shaw the best at wing back? I think we have to experiment. You know, there's been no real competitor as an English left back. So you know, he's taken Ben Chilwell, who has, you know, he's played all right for Chelsea this season at left wing back. But I think you have to experiment with Luke Shaw there due to his form this season. It's been absolutely phenomenal. And at right wing back, I'm going to be controversial again. Even though he's just had a 10 week ban, I'm going to go with uh, Kieran Trippier. I just think he's played a lot under Gareth Southgate. He understands the right wing back role, and you know that free kick against Croatia in the semi final. Personally, I think he deserves to be in the England squad, you know, until he retires. You know, just just from that free kick alone. But yeah, he understands the right wing back role uh, rather well. I think better than you know other people he could put there. You know, Rich James is young; he can play right wing back. But I think Trippier will understand more. He's got a lot of experience at international level. He's played, you know, in Premier League. He's played abroad with Atletico Madrid. Yeah. So I'd, I'd go with him at right wing back. I understand that you know Trippier has been playing Simeone's wing back system this year as well. So I'm guessing he knows that position even better than at, at the at the World Cup. So yeah, that's your wing backs. I, I understand Luke Shaw as well. But let's go into. Are you going to go with three centre mids firstly or two centre mids, Craig? I'll go with two centre mids with uh, okay, mate. two yeah, wings cool. and a striker. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. So, 
like you said at the start, you know, a little bit of Chelsea bias. I'm going to stick Mason Mount in at centre mid. You know, any any Chelsea fan will probably put Mason Mount in at centre mid for England. Yeah, yeah. You know, take the bias away. He's he's a solid centre mid. We've seen it multiple times this season in the Premier League. He can win tackles. He can play great balls into strikers. He can pass really well. You know, go left, go right. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. very consistent as well. I think he he could slot straight into that centre mid with a partnership with Declan Rice. Is the other sentiment now? You know, the, we know the chemistry that Rice and Mount have. Yeah. You know, it's off the yeah. scale. They're like they're best friends. I think them two partnership at the Euros. I think it could be, could be quite good. But obviously, wait. So good, you're not you're not going to start Jordan Henderson. I mean, Jordan Henderson's coming off the back of an injury. Yeah, but you know, he's, he's just what he's won the Premier League, Champions League. I think Jordan Henderson has to start. I'll think get into a lineup later, mate. We'll get into a lineup. I wouldn't. I wouldn't rush Henderson straight back into that squad I'll, you know he, he's coming back around when the Euros are starting when the squads are going to get picked I think he will get picked in the squad maybe ahead of Cal and Phillips he's going to be unlucky but I wouldn't rush him straight back into the, uh, that England squad I would play Mar- uh, Mount and Rice together that is so interesting that you know Mount and Rice almost dare I say a better combination than Arvind and Alfie like just a perfect <laughs> duo best friends since long you know definitely not having any boxing fights in the future just best friends in the world but yeah there's a lot of sentiments that could play in the cdm role but mount yeah he's been playing as more of a camp recently for chelsea but yeah we'll get into that a bit later on in our combined 11 we'll kind of debate that a lot more this is just our individuals but yeah you've gone with mount and declan rice declan rice my guy so let's go into your left inverted forward or your right whoever you're going for a one or one two or going for a two one go ahead with your front three Uh, i'll go over two two wingers and one striker uh, okay. Right wing, I would I will go with Raheem Sterling. I think he is, you know, he's undroppable. He's very consistent with playing well with Man City for the past few years. You know, maybe he's been a bit dodgy for England, could do better, but I think he's basically a shame for that squad. He he starts every game. You know, we know the potential he has. He could absolutely deliver on the on the Euro stage. You know, he could get us three games at some points if he's you know on top form. Uh, so I think he's now down that position. On the left, it was, you know, it was a hard choice between, you know, you've got Rashford, Sancho, who could play on the right with Sterling on the left. But I'm going to go with Jack Grealish as a left winger. I think he, you know, all this talk with Mount, Madison, Foden, Grealish, I think Grealish has to be in there. And I think he's got to be in there as a left winger and, and not Cam. We've seen it. He's so good at dribbling, so good on the ball. He's so good at providing his attackers with, you know, through balls, crosses. He's just, he's played absolutely amazing this season. We know what he can do. And in a... In a front three with You're the striker. You're going from a Danny you know. Welbeck, Craig. No, uh, Tammy Abraham up front. Oh, yeah, no. 100%, bro. He's sick. Yeah, no, I think 100% anyone's going to pick captain Harry Kane. Has to be up front. Man oozes goals. He's criminal goal scorer. Absolutely amazing, you know. Top goal scorer at the World Cup. So yeah. this this man, he, he's got to be in the squad, you know, without a doubt. But, you know, Sterling and Grealish and a Kane front three, that, you know, it is it's lethal. And I think... That could be a key, scoring a lot of goals, you know, take us deep into the, the Euros. That actually looks like, that sounds like the perfect like combination. We've seen a lot of teams that have gone with like the left winger, more being like the creative player who drives, takes players on the right players, more like that, that inverted forward. Like Everton have Hamas Rodriguez and Richarlison, for example. Chelsea used to have Ziyech and Werner. So, yeah, it's interesting. Kane, I, I don't think that's debatable. If, if Arvin decides to use his Harry Kane, you know, um, agenda and again go with like I don't know Lewandowski up front for England I don't even know what he's going to say but yeah, that's probably the only player that I'd say yeah I but wish yeah. 
let's get straight into Arvin anyway. So let's just quickly finish up with Craig's 11. So Craig has gone with Pickford in goal. Right centre-back has gone with the very good Carl Walker. Mid centre-back Harry Maguire. Left centre-back John Stones. The perfect duo in midfield, Declan Rice and Mason Mount. Left wing-back Shaw. Right wing-back Trippier and Sterling, Grealish and Kane up front. Nice team. Let's get straight into Arvin's team. Arvin, what formation are you going for? Um, wow. I mean, in terms of systems, I mean, Southgate is spoilt for choices, but it'll have to be the 3-4-3. Three, three, three. I mean, England have played that for the last seven games that they played in, even if it's uh, UEFA Nations League, friendlies, regardless of that, it'll have to be the 3-4-3. Three, three. Mm, okay, cool. And your goalkeeper? Goalkeeper, again, because of Southgate, you know, his experience of understanding players, you know, even though they have been controversial for club football, regardless of that, you know, you could put up an argument for Dean Henderson, but... It has to be Jordan Pickford again, like Craig's, Craig said. Um, Craig. He understands him. Pickford he hasn't really had a bad game for England, so yeah, it has to be Jordan Pickford. Yeah, Pickford understand we've gone through this before. And your three centre backs, three centre backs. Um, John Stones, Maguire, definite has to be in there. I think they're they're them the two that have the most chemistry in this England side. You know, building from the back, especially in the World Cup, we saw how effective. Stones and Maguire were even, you know, sometimes, well, Stones has hit good form this season, but Maguire has been, you know, at times controversial, but they're just solid, to be honest, especially for England. On the right, again, Kyle Walker, you know, he's a he's an England regular. You could put up an argument for Aaron Wan-Bissaka. I feel like he could do a good yeah, job if he ever yeah. played. Yeah, if he ever played right centre-back, you know, he's not as good as going forward. But if he was to play right centre-back, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think he'd be shaky or anything because we have seen how good he is as a one-on-one defender. Mm, that's an amazing point that you put up there, that Wan-Bissaka yeah. to play right centre-back. I've never actually thought of that, but yeah, that could definitely work. I think that's something that South could definitely have to think about. I don't know if Wan-Bissaka is changing to, I'm not going to, I'm pretty sure it's the DR Congo that he's trying to change nationality to. I'm mm. not quite sure yet if that's going to happen, but yeah, I mean, that's really honest, interesting. Yeah. To be honest, he really should because, I mean, England are absolutely spoiled for yeah, choices on definitely. that right-hand side. Too many players at that spot, like... Oh, we could go all day with these players. But yeah, let's go straight on to your wing-backs, Arvin. Who are you going to go? I'm interested to hear this. Well, left wing-back. Um, yeah, Alfie Alf, will agree with this one. Now. I think it has to be Bukayo Saka. I think he, he especially Arsenal when they played a three at the back and then they had the left wing backs and stuff, Bukayo Saka in that role. He was really the player that stood out for me in that position. You know, he can defend at times, you know, he can go forward, especially, you know, having three centre backs behind him and maybe a CDM in the middle, you know, he'll have the license to get to really get into a box, you know, penetrate the opposition defence. So he he definitely has to be in there. Obviously, you know, I know you are Chelsea fans, I know Chilwell. Luke Shaw, especially Luke Shaw, would be an absolute crucial miss. But I think Luke Shaw, you know, he hasn't really played in that left, left wing back role. And I remember one time he played against PSG, but he played on that left centre back. So again, that's another argument to put up. And he was really solid that game. So in a in a in a four at the back, you know, just before basing off that, it'd have to be Luke, Luke Shaw left back. But because it's a three four three, I think it has to be Bukayo Saka on that left hand side. Mm. For yeah, right wing back. Kieran Trippier again, Southgate. You know the same, the same. You know chemistry, the know-how he has with the players of Pickford, Maguire, Stones. Even though you know we could say that they have been controversial for club football. Trippier, same. Uh, Trippier, same thing. You know, a, a ten-game ban. Atletico hasn't really been that good. You know, last season he really was, but this season he's been a bit shaky. But you know, again, you know the understanding that the manager has with the players has to be Kieran, Kieran Trippier. Alexander Arnold hasn't had a really good season. 
but you know you can't discount his quality. Chen Alexander Arnold is a player that he's just phenomenal in his day. You know his crosses, everything. But yeah, it has to be Kieran Trippier. Mm-hmm. Yep, Kieran Trippier. Another. Pretty sure you agree with Craig in every department apart from the left wing back role. But yeah, show him to your centre mids mm-hmm. off, and who you going to go from the double pivot? Well, don't worry, Craig will agree with me on this one. Uh, Rice amount, you know, it's it's, it's beautiful to see to be honest. It's like it's like a it's like a a friendship from years ago, you know, coming into midfield. You know, I think they'll really, you know, they'll have fun to, uh, together playing in that sentiment, and they will they'll cherish that moment, you know, of being together. You know, the chemistry between them two, we know, on and off the pitch, they they're best mates. Um, and Jordan Henderson now, wow. <laughs> Obviously, we heard Alfie say before Jordan Henderson would be a massive miss, but you know I don't think he would play the same as you as you know Rice and Mount would together. If you stick if you stick Henderson in with Mount, Henderson he's not really that CDM. He's more of a workhorse. He'll be every, he'll be all around the pitch, and so would Mount. You know if you stuck Rice with Henderson, it, it, it's just not the same combination. So yeah, Henderson again, obviously injury um, counted and stuff like that. I just don't think he'll get into that eleven for me. Rice, you know, with that holding player, he's and then and then Mason Mount, you know, absolute workhorse, manager's dream, as we said, you know, in previous episodes. I know Taryn, you like to talk a lot about Mason Mount. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, that that's gonna be my uh, two cents, and, and obviously great form of the season, absolutely brilliant. You know, West Ham, you know, one of the key factors of their brilliant form is. Declan Rice so you know they had them to have to be in there I like what you've done here you kind of picked Saka to kind of make PT happy I mean Alfie as he's known on the pod but PT is mm-hmm. his name and then gone with Mountain to kind of satisfy the Chelsea fans on the pod so yeah you've gone with the safe options there uh, fair enough and then your front three you're going to go with Craig's options or you're going to shake things up a bit go on mate no, I'm going to shake things up. For me for me obviously uh, the two one the left forward right forward striker Kane that's to, you know, he has to be in their captain, goal scorer, even though he's still not good as good as Lewandowski, but that's another that's another topic regardless of that. Um for me, Rashford and Sterling are indispensable in this England team. You know, I, I you know, you mentioned just before that uh, they played that game against Spain um against Spain in Betis and Sterling Rashford came they absolutely tore Spain's defence apart. You know, that that was that, that was attacking to another level. You know, the, the chemistry that they have between them to obviously, you know, different attackers, Jack Grealish, Madison, Foden, they can all put up a case. But for me, Rashford, Sterling, Kane, you know, they might not be, the as, apart from Kane, you know, Sterling, Rashford, they might not be the players that can, you know, play that brilliant ball in behind or something like that, like Grealish can or the same dribbling ability. But, you know, you got you got the you got the penetration of Kieran Trippier's passing, Mount's passing, and, you know, Kane dropping off and then Rashford and Sterling coming through, you know, getting in behind, you know, it's just... I don't I don't think I don't I don't think I can see, you know, Sancho getting in there. He just doesn't have the same effect for England that he does for Dortmund, to be honest. And the same goes for the other players. I think Rashford, Sterling, Kane is the main the the main three, you know, attackers that have to be in that squad. That have to be in the starting lineup. Yeah, I don't think you can drop Rashford off this season. He's, him and Fernandez have single handedly got United into second place, you know, exactly. into the quarterfinals of the Europa League. So yeah, Grealish and Rashford is a really, really interesting Debate Sancho. I don't think Sancho I mean, starts. Don't don't get me wrong. Grealish is an excellent player, absolutely phenomenal. But could you could he have the same effect as you would you know been against you know Rashford in that team? And it's just you know you have to still try out these things. We're we're lucky to have that. You know we have 
um, two games coming up where you can experiment with these things. But regardless of that, you know, I'd as a strongest, strongest team, Ration, Sterling, Kane have to be in there because of mm. their chemistry and because of how devastating they can be. Yeah, it's just they're such different players, Rashford and Grealish as well. But yeah, let's go straight on to Alfie's team to wrap things up for this particular segment. I'll quickly give my thoughts at the end as well. But Alfie, which formation are you going for for this team? Are you going to stick with the three at the back I'm, or kind of change? I'm going for a 4-3-1 for this team because okay. I feel like we have to play that in the Euros no matter okay. what happens. Okay, cool, cool. 4 2 3 so, I'm interested here. Yeah, start with your back, goalkeeper and back four. So I think Pickford in goal, we kind of unanimously gone with that. I think he's the best keeper we've got. Um, Ryback's an interesting one, but I'd go for Carl Walker. I think Trent's okay. having a bit of a poor season, and I think yep. he's better than Reese James overall at this point. Probably in future, Reese James will be better, but right now, he Carl Walker's the best fullback we've got. Okay. Centre backs, I think it's Maguire and Stones. I don't think you can displace those two. Maybe Joe Gomez would play, but obviously he's not fit. Yeah. Um, left back would have to be Luke Shaw. Because as much as I'd love to put Saka in, in a flat four, you can't play Saka at left back. Yeah, you can't, sure. you can't. And his form has been sensational for United since probably about December, where he started mm-hmm. to turn it around. Um, now, this is why I disagree with everyone. Everyone's put Mount and Rice. I personally just can't not put in Henderson. In, it has to be system, Henderson nah, yeah, in the system, I wouldn't put Mount in the CDM, but yeah. I mean, but I mean, even still, if I was playing the 3 4 3, I'd still put Henderson in because I feel like what he brings to you, not even just on the pitch, but as a leader, because you're playing yeah. a, a young Declan Rice who. Be his first major tournament. You need someone next to him who's been there and done it. Like everyone's questioned Henderson, and he's proven more wrong. And I feel like he could go into that year as he could lead that team. Like Would you start man alongside really Henderson in a in a full in a three at the back? So uh, no, I, I think Declan Rice is undroppable. I think he has to play the season he's had. I don't think Mount starts for England. Okay, and this okay, isn't against Mason Mount. I think that the impact he could have off the bench, the way he dribbles with the ball. Picking teams apart, I think, especially when you get further on the tournament, playing a more creative player at centre mid. I think South, this is what Southgate will do because he's very defensive minded. And mm-hmm. we've seen that at the Euros where he sits, to, you know, five, six players behind the ball at all times, not for attacking or defending. So I think he'll be looking at it, especially against the bigger nations, and saying, Do you know what, we'll take Henderson a bit more defensive solidity, especially if he plays the 4 2 3 1. Okay. Um, so then going in 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 the 10, it'd have to be Grealish. I just don't see how anyone else could yeah, play 10. the 10. The only issue is, yeah, in the 10, I think he has to, the way he gets on the ball, the way he runs at players, the fouls he wins. The only issue I have with Grealish is his fitness, but we're assuming he'll be fit for the same with Henderson. And if he if he's fit, he starts because he's quality. He's probably the best player, been the best player in the Premier League until he's got injured. So I think he has to be in there just... Just, just quality to work. Okay, yeah. And then with your front and three? Now, my front three, I don't understand why Sterling's going in the, your guys' teams because he's been genuinely terrible for Man City at times this season. Like, they, they, they've got so many better players in those just, positions, I think. Afi, just the point I have against that. With in his, in Southgate's eleven, that you know how good he's been, and even even you know he had he had terrible form at the start of the season, but he's just coming into good form, and you know because he's in you know because of his experience as well, he's been in major tournaments, and as you said, you know he's done it in the Premier League, you know he played well at the World Cup. I see your point, but Sterling, he's just undroppable for me. No, I feel like Sterling doesn't play. He doesn't get in my team. I think has to be Sancho on there, especially the way he's been playing recently, coming into form on Bundesliga Player of the Month. 
I don't know, I'll be honest, I don't watch much of the Bundesliga, but the way it seems and watching him in the Champions League against Sevilla, he was he was good in that game. He definitely has to start. He definitely has to be in that team. I think Rashford plays on the left-hand side in the system. Sancho on the right, because again, Rashford, he's been quality. He's carried Man United, as you've all mentioned, and he, he's undroppable. And then obviously through the middle, you play Harry Kane. You know, that's not even a question Wait, of, of who you play up front. But what, does, what does Sancho bring that Sterling doesn't? I think Sancho brings a bit more. I think Sterling's a lot more of a goal scorer. If he doesn't score in a game, sometimes he can go missing or he doesn't really take the game by the scruff of the neck. I think Jaden Sancho, he'll be a type of person that if you're 2-1 down, he'll, he'll get the ball, he'll, he'll run at players, he'll create chances, especially playing with someone like Haaland, who's at a similar level to Kane going through the middle. The chance he creates for him week in, week out, I mean, it, it, them two are an exceptional, exceptional partnership. If you can build that between Kane and Sancho, so I think Sancho technically is much better footballer than Raheem Sterling. I think Sterling... Yeah, has true. improved technically because of Guardiola and his positional awareness is getting better. But we saw it even in the World Cup where he had a few chances where he would miss them or even Premier League is a little bit, he's very inconsistent at times, especially this season. I think if you're going off the year City got 100 points and Sterling got 20 goals and he was brilliant, he has to play. But I feel like the fact that we've called up players like Lingard for this international break who necessarily haven't been good overall but hit good form just Southgate is going to be looking at form and I'm hopefully not ex-England, you know, mm. performances because otherwise we'll be looking at a torrid sum of Eric Dyer playing centre-back with, with Harry Maguire, which is <laughs> be awful. So interesting. But, this, but yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really that's a really good lineup. I, I'm It's really interesting to one with the 4-2-3-1 because I can't see that working. Obviously, you're trying to go in the fact that put more attackers because... England are really blessed with good attackers more than defenders. So you could just say, put all these attacking players into one team. But it's also in the system that even if you have better attacking players, is the system going to work? And we haven't really seen that from Southgate. But yeah, 4-3-1, I feel like it could work. Grealish can, maybe is not for me. I don't think, I think he's much better on the left, you know, cutting in. Probably prefer Madison there or another cam, English cam. I just, yeah, I wouldn't play. I'd, I'd rather have Grealish on the left than, you know, Rashford on the right. Sancho is really good, but this season he hasn't been, he hasn't got anywhere near the heights. He got more goal involvements than Serge Gnabry last season. So, Arvin, I'm sure you love that fact. But He still yeah, has this Sancho, season as well, which is kind of mad. Oh my goodness me, Serge Gnabry. But yeah, Sancho, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. If he can hit form before the Euros, why not? He's, he's started to look good again with Haaland. But yeah, it's it's really interesting. That's kind of our lineups. I'll kind of go with mine quickly. I'll stick with the three, the three, four, three. I will stick with that. It's worked really well for Southgate. I'll stick Jordan Pickford in goal with the flat back three of Maguire, John Stones and Walker. No particular order, but them three at the back. CDMs, I would go with Declan Rice and Jordan Henderson as the pivot. I probably wouldn't start Mount in the pivot as Henderson, I think Alfie pointed out really well. Probably when to start him, but yeah, on, on the right wing back role, I'm, I am going to go Reese James, and that is for the reason that I think that overall, uh, the way he defends maybe isn't amazing, but this season he's improved a lot positionally. He's very good at crossing, he's quite direct, he has good technical ability. So I feel like he could link up well with Kane, Rashford, Sancho with his overlapping runs, his the way he comes inside sometimes. So I'm going to go Reese James on the left. I don't know if you can play Luke Short in the left wing back role, we've seen him as a left back, but. He's very he's very strong defensively, and in this role you need to be really really good going forward. And I don't think Luke Shaw is the best attacking left back in the league, so I'm going to stick with Bukayo Saka at left wing back as my two cams. I'm going to go with Jack Grealish on the left, and I'm going to go with 
Raheem Sterling on the right. I don't think I think Sterling, just the fact he links up with Kane really well. He knows his position, he's really good positionally. His finishing is good, his speed is really important. Rashford will be very good off the bench, so will Sancho. Mason Mount obviously will come off the bench, provide a lot of energy. Then up front, I'm gonna go with the one only Harry Kane. I think you can't drop him at the minute this season. Probably the best player in the Premier League. Most goals, most assists at the time of recording in the league. So yeah, that's kind of my lineup for the for the for this part of the of this part of the podcast. But yeah, we've got all our lineups. Let's kind of move on a little bit from the section onto this debate. And I want to talk about three players that we've mentioned. There was one player that we've all completely forgot about in this in this debate, and we're just going to kind of go through. It is really alarming that we've completely not even thought about him starting for England. But yeah, I don't think he's really ready at the minute. But yeah. Very quickly, I'm going to get an opinion on who's the best player and why is he the best player. So I'm going to start with Armand on this one. Arvin Mount, Phil Foden, who is a player that we missed, or Bukai Saka. Who is the best out of them three and why? One sentence why. Not one sentence, but a little bit of why. Wow. Um, you can put up an argument for any of them. Foden, absolute class. You know, his, his record against the top six just speaks for itself, by the way. The top six, just to clarify, it does include Arsenal and Spurs in there. Just, just to clarify that. <laughs> um, and yet again, Mount, you know, he doesn't get as many um, goal contributions as Bukayo Saka and um, Foden. But, you know, his work rate is just class. And again, his attitude to, uh, towards, you know, any game is just excellent. You know, and again, you know, as I said before, he's a manager's dream. But I'm going to have to go for Bukayo Saka. Not just because Alfie's on this podcast or regardless of that. I just think Bukayo Saka, you know, at the age he's at, He's just such, you know, his leadership skills, especially carrying that Arsenal team when they were in an absolute slump um, in December, November, you know, time. You know, he was the only player that stood out for me, you know, making, trying to make things happen. And it, it does take a lot for, you know, for a player like that at that age, you know, to really take, you know, to really carry the team. And I, and I don't think Mount and Foden would necessarily do as well as Saka has done in that role. And I think Saka would do better, you know, in that Manchester City team than Foden is doing right now. And again, the same thing with um, Mount, even though, Foden and Mount are absolute class. Don't get me wrong. You know, best best three youngsters in the league, although Mount's not really a youngster, he's 22. But regardless of that, best three youngsters in the league in that category. But it has to be Saka for me. Mad, yeah. That was a very, very long sentence. I don't know how many commas you'd have in there, how many hyphens, semicolons. But yeah, that's a I very just had to justify that because, yeah, you know, a lot, a lot yeah. of people discount Saka. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but that's interesting you pick Saka. Obviously, as a Chelsea fan, I probably won't agree with that. But yeah, let's go show on to Craig, get the Chelsea bias injected back into my veins. Who are you going for? And a few sentences, why? See, I'm going to be cliche here and say they all play relatively different positions. But, you know, James Madison, 24 years of age, quite injury prone. So I think it's, it's, it's going to be between Mount and Saka. But I think Chelsea bias and, you know, take the bias aside. I, I think, you know, he does, he can do a job in quite a few positions. He is quite versatile, as is Bukayo Saka, you know. Carries Arsenal, he can play left wing back, left back, left mid, right mid. But I think Mason Mount in the midfield, you know, he, he comes deep, he can attack, he can hold that midfield very well. He can play these passes. So I, I have to say Mason Mount. Yeah, yeah. All, all great facts about Mason Mount. I think that he's probably the most versatile player out of the three. And he can play pretty much anywhere. If you put him centre back, I'd still back Mount to play well. But I yeah, disagree with that. He's Alfie not the Garmin. most versatile between the I three. I think he is. I think he is. But Alfie. You've spoken anyway, so... Is this between Foden, Mount and Saka? Yeah. Okay. 
Well, I think obviously Bakai Saka is the best. I think Phil Foden's very, very close. He's quality every time you watch him play, the way he carries the ball. But I think Saka, because he's versatile, he's consistent. I think Mason Mount's kind of lucky to be included with these players because he's a couple years older now. Mm. And the fact that he's a couple years older and he's not better kind of shows that in, in two years' time when Saka is his age, I reckon maybe twice, three times the player Mount will be. I think Mount's good, but Chelsea are very over-reliant on him at times. And I think Chelsea's midfield has been very lacklustre that sometimes he looks better than he is because he does basic things that other midfielders do. And comparing him to Grealish or Madison, then they're, I think they're streets ahead of him as a number 10 anyway. Maybe as number eight, it's a bit different. But Craig, opinions on that? I mean, yeah, I mean, actually, he does have, he, he's got a strong point. Because Sack is, you know, he's very good. And, you know, Phil Foden as well. They're both, I think, you know, I think, I think their team, Saka, sort of, you can say. He edges it because of his versatility for me, ahead of Foden. I think Foden is sensational. I think he will be, in a few years' time, he will be definitely starting for England, no doubt, in my mind. But, I mean, yeah, if, you're going, if you're going out wide, then. I think Phil Foden, not Phil Foden, Bukai Saka would edge over Mount because we've seen Mount play left wing role or left forward role at Chelsea. But, you know, for England, if you're going out wide, I'd definitely say Saka would get in ahead. But, you know, obviously, if you're going centrally, I think Mount would get in over Saka. Yeah, 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 true. But I feel like if you, if you go centrally and it's Mount or Foden, I'd rather have Foden in there. But unless you about- what you're playing, if you're playing a 10, it's a Foden. If you're playing an 8, it's Mount. Yeah, yeah. Because Foden is very attacking. A lot more, he's think, a lot more attacking than Mount. I think Mount does have the capabilities. He's very versatile through the middle of the pitch. He can play kind of anywhere through the middle of the pitch, which is good quality to have. I just want to see a bit more. I don't know. I guess I want to see what his actual best position is. He moved around quite a lot this season with Chelsea playing as a 10, time playing as an eight, even as a six in some games where he's dropping deep and getting the ball. I want to see him in his best position. What can he do? Well, I don't know. I assume his best position is probably an eight in that Chelsea team. I want to see him last few months of the season in an eight, dominant in midfield, and then maybe he, he would be the best out of the three. But I think he's moved around quite a lot. And sometimes that can uh, mm. almost cloud a judgment of a player because well, Saka was yeah. the same. He played yeah. left back. And... My stance on no, Mount is kind of that we've seen the best of him as an eight under Lampard. Like, dominating the game from the middle, going forward, defending. That's probably his best position. But with Foden, he's in the perfect role for Foden. You know, two attacking eights and Rodri's at DM, the kind of breaker of play in the middle. And I feel like Lampard really wanted Declan Rice at CDM to be that player, to get the best out of Mount. And if it was a Loftus, Cheek, Barkley, Havertz, whoever's playing in the other eight role, that's probably the best position for Mount when there is a DM. But when it was Jorginho or Kante behind him, it's just not the same because Kante likes to break up play. He likes to be that destroyer. He likes to be that free roamer. So, yeah, Mount's position, best position is eight. And I've seen almost an evolution of his game under Tuchel. He's been dropping in between the lines and driving the play forward. But it's always the end product with Mount that maybe is making people say Foden's better, Saka's better. If Mount could finish a chance that he gets and use his amazing passing ability, then that'll make him better. But, yeah, that's think, interesting. Yeah, go on, Alfie. I think with Mount as well, He's a little bit older than the other two. So I'm always naturally going to say the younger player because I feel like, obviously saying now, but I feel like because Mount's a bit older, I expect a bit more from him. I have higher expectations of him because, you know, he's had he's more seasons. I don't think he's had more seasons in the Premier League necessarily or even at a 
playing at a big club, even at Derby, when he played one season there. But I think it's just because he's older, he's a bit further along in his development, and he's had a lot of faith. He's he's been captain of Chelsea for some games, which you know is is a massive thing for a professional kid from the academy. He said that five years ago. You'd be like, what? Chelsea? They don't bring players for the academy. They don't yeah. start for them. Mm. And with Foden, I think what gives Foden the edge on now for me is that when I watched him against Liverpool, and that just gave me. I was just like, wow, that's brilliant to go away to Anfield and tear apart. I know they're not Liverpool of old, where Van Dijk, Gomez. Oh, the Mount Mount did the same thing though, didn't he? He not to the same extent, not to same like. No, I agree. It's not to the same extent. Tore them apart, and it was. It wasn't just like it was. I think it was Trent he was up against. Uh, Or was Robertson. uh, Robertson. Robertson. That was it. Robertson, and he tore him apart. Best left back in the league, possibly in the world. He tore him apart. He's not even a right winger. So I think if we can see more of that from Foden, but I think it's hard for him because he doesn't get the starts that he probably needs because Man City's squad is so bloated. But Foden's been playing along these training alongside these players for like four years, like Silver, you know, learning from Silver day in, day out. So it's it's understandable. Guardiola's been coaching him, one of the best coaches of history, one on one every single day at training, training him to be finally he's broken into the team so in that case you could say that Foden's had less experience but even last season I think Saka he came in was it mid-season and the left back and Emery brought him in and then from then onwards he was pretty much there all the time so I don't think the experiencing is different Mount everyone says Mount plays like every game for Chelsea but I just think that he was at Vitesse and Vitesse I know you're training at Vitesse you're playing game and game out but that's what like Odegaard he played there and then I don't even name any Vitesse players like can't even think of any like maybe no Odegaard didn't play at Vitesse I don't know he played like Heron beating but it was similar oh, sort yeah. of loan to the Dutch yeah. league to a lower yeah. club to build yeah, that's confidence what I mean. that's what I mean yeah that's that's my fact is then you know Foden's been training with these players Saka in, in my defense in his defense he's not been training with the Arsenal team that long he didn't have a loan but still he's had quite a lot of experience so yeah I guess that Mount's older is the fact that he's had games but yes yeah, it's, it's just a debate that you can't really say because they're all different players in there, right? If it was three out-and-out cams, then, you know, you could say it like, for example, Foden, Grealish, Madison. People would probably say, I know you, Alfie and Arvind, agree, but I'd say Grealish, Madison, Foden. But, yeah, but they're all different positions. But, you know, let's kind of move on a little bit from this. And let's go straight on to the combined 11 for the England squad. Let's, we've all said kind of different 11s, different attackers, different midfields. Pretty much the same defence, I'd say. But I'm kind of going to go with the compromise because three of us have gone for that three at the back formation. So, yeah, naturally, I'm just going to stick with that three at the back. But, yeah, I'm going to start with the goalkeeper. I think we've all agreed that Jordan Pickford is mm. the the main yeah. standing goalkeeper. I don't yeah. think we... If you have any objections, you know, I don't know. If you want Rob Green back in, then just let me know. But I think Pickford is probably the starting goalkeeper. But Dean Henderson fuming. Dean Henderson, yeah, he's fuming, man. I think he's, Dean Henderson hasn't been good enough, to be fair. Like, yeah. even recently, he's been a bit poor. He's been not playing consistently. I know he has listened to the podcast now. I'm sorry, Dean, but <laughs> hit me up on Twitter, bro. But, yeah, I think the three centre-backs, if there's any objections, let me know. But I think the the main, the set, the front seven is probably the, the main talking point. But, yeah, the three centre-backs, if any objects, I'm going to stick with Stones, Walker, Maguire. Are we all happy with that? Yeah, yeah. I'm happy with that. Cool. To an extent, Arvin. yeah. Okay, to an extent. Oh, oh, okay. To a degree. Arvin, just, just, just go with that. Come on. Unless you want, I don't know. Like Trevor yeah, yeah, Chabba playing in there. But I'm just saying, Wan-Bissaka could do a job. That's what I'm saying. 
That's he's not even in the yeah. England squad, so I don't think he'd. Yeah, I don't true. think he'd get anywhere. I don't think he's in the plans. So do you know what? I really like that though. I actually, I think that's a bit. Of, I, mean, no, I just, I, can just I think Kyle Walker is much better as a right centre back. Is yeah, but yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't because, agree with that. Actually, I wouldn't. I no, wouldn't because, say. Let me explain why. Because Kyle yeah. Walker can drive up with the ball and he can pass the ball to a decent extent. Wan Bissaka dribbling with the ball. It's one of the worst things I've watched in my life. <laughs> the guy cannot dribble, mm. and I think when you're playing right sided of a three. You have to, have to bring the ball out, similar to what Maguire does on the left hand side. Aspilicueta does as well. Out. Exactly, you need that. Otherwise, if you play one Bissaka, you're just losing that. Yeah, no, that so. that's a really that's an excellent point. That okay, no, no, he, he's sort of the same breed because Carl Walker obviously was a right back, and we you know put him as a centre back for England. And one Bissaka, good right back, decent pace. You know, we could you know shoot him to be like the centre back, which you know it could happen, but it's most likely not going to happen. I just think I just think Wambasaka personally for me in there. I'm I'm not going to say ahead of Walker. I just think he makes up for the athleticism that Maguire and Stones lack. Obviously, Stones is that ball playing. The you got you got a mix of like three players there, especially you know with what Chelsea doing the three at the back. They have that Rudiger, Rudiger play. You know he kind of does everything. Christensen, who's an out and out ball player, and then as for the Koto, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. arguably you know brings the ball out. So I just think it, it's it's a perfect mix of pace uh, you know bring the ball out Maguire who's just now now you know destroy a solid defender yeah that's that's my point is that Wan-Bissaka going forward I don't want to slander players too much on this podcast but going forward I think he's absolutely rubbish like his crossing is not very good his dribbling his passing well, are, apparently are you gonna have a right center back going forward that no but no. that's my point is listen to me I think the way he drives out of the back is not good enough but Wamasaka, the way he defends, he's probably the best defensive right back in the league. Yeah. And when you're defending against the wingers, you know, not I was gonna say Neymar for a sec, like Ronaldo playing left wing, Bruno Fernandes at the Euros, you know, even Mbappe coming out, you need a player. Carl Walker's a bit like sus defensively at times, I'd say. Wambasaka can match up one to one to Mbappe, yeah. that's all that's all I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Now I'm pretty sure that's Twan Zabi who did that in that game, but No, yeah. no, it was it was Wambasaka as well. I think there was mm. there was one point where Mbappe was kneeling behind Wambasaka created creates a mad tackle and it was it was brilliant, excellent to watch. I think that the factor that Walker has is that he's been a senior for Southgate since he's come in. Yeah, that, that is true. Walker does well, have going to be in the under-21 squad, I feel like, with, you know, hudson Doy and the rest, Joe Willock, whoever else is in there. But, yeah, let's go. We've talked about that for a while. I thought that'd be pretty simple. But, yeah. Arvin, that's a great point about wan I think that that's great. But let's move on to the two I'm DMs not... now. Yeah. Yeah, Arvin, you want to say something quickly? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying wan should be ahead of Walker. I'm just making the case. But, yeah, Walker, Stones, Maguire, back three, done. Yeah. I've just been informed on the factual note that Odegaard has played for Vitesse. Is that right, Craig? That is correct, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I thought so, Alfie. Has he? Yeah, oh, he must yeah. have played for, for two teams out there. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I know he played for Heronvine. We saw the picture of him after Real Madrid. But yeah, let's let's move on to the DMs. Not, I don't think Odegaard's going to be in the England squad, but let's go on for the two DMs. Um, only I'm going to start with... Yeah, I'm going to start with... I think the one player that we can all agree that is going to be in this team is Declan Rice. I think that... I don't think any objections to Declan Rice is going to be one in the DMs because he's been amazing for West Ham. His ball playing, the way he defends, the way he covers ground, his leadership at 21 years old, you know, captaining a fifth place West Ham team. Do you all agree with Rice at CDM? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think mean, he, he has to be in there. Just Definitely. Even though he's so young, he's just got such a great mentality. The mentality yeah. that would, you know, that England needs. Yeah, 100%. I think that... People say leadership of Henderson, but Rice is going to bring that leadership into the squad. Arvin, do you agree to an extent or do you 100% agree this time? 
No, yeah, 100% agree. Rice, you know, okay, captain right. that West Ham side to, you know, fifth place right now. It's just it's just beyond me, you know. Yeah. Brilliant player, absolutely and brilliant. And he, he got Mark Noble out of the side and they're not even yeah, lacking yeah. a leader right Matur- now. So maturity's on point, maturity's yeah, 100%. on point. Rice, yeah, best centre-back. I mean, best EDM in the world, but yeah. <laughs> the but, next John Terry. <laughs> next John Terry, you know it is, you know it is. But next DM, we've had two Mason Mounts. We've had two Jordan Hendersons, me and Alfie. Who are we going to go for, DM, guys? Because, you know... Let, we can just settle this and put Calvin Phillips there, so there's no arguments. But who are we going to go for DM, guys? Let's start with Arvin. Who do you think, very, very quickly, who you want to put there? Just has to be Mason Mount. You know, the chemistry, I think. Don't get me wrong, Jordan Henson. Obviously, you know, he's been there, he's done that. You know, but Mason Mount, you know, he's the upcoming breed of players that are just young, fresh. I don't think he's the type of player that you bring off the bench. I think he, he has to start from the start. Jordan Henderson, I'd, Jordan Henderson, it's so close between the two, but I'd just put Mount in there. Just okay, about. I'll tell you why. Yeah, I'll tell you why you don't put Mason Mount in there because you've already got a young player in Declan Rice. As much as a leader for West Ham, that's because he feels comfortable in that environment. With England, he's only played a handful of games. I know Jordan Henderson. Mm. Yeah, he might. He, he might be injured. He might come back. He might not be the same player that he was two years ago. He might not be up to that level, but he's still quality. And, and the fact that we label it as a CDM. I don't, and I think your reasoning was, oh, Mason Mount, Declan Rice, they're best friends, but I don't care who's best friends, you know. No, just in, in that yeah, but squad. Wouldn't would Mount, uh, wouldn't Henderson have the same, you know, chemistry that, uh, you know, between don't Rice need, and Mount? In centre midfield, it's, it's not in that DM position, it's not about chemistry, it's about two players who can sit there and lead the team. And Henderson is such a leader. He's won the Champions League, the Premier League. I think, I think, yeah, maybe in a few years, Mason Mount might come into that position, but I think Jordan Henderson nailed on start. If he's fit, he starts because he's, he's such a leader. For each position, I'm going to go with one player that I'm going to go with one of the guys they can get the final say. And unless there's a really, really strong argument against that, you know, if someone goes for, I don't know, like, like Adam Lalana at CDM, then that's probably the part where the veto comes in. But yeah, let's, let, I'm going to start with Craig. Craig, you get the final call. We've got two opinions from the guys. Who you put in CDM? You have the final call on this one, mate. I think, you know, as much as I love Mason Matt and what he did, he's, you know, he's Chelsea through and through. Like, he's the future of Chelsea. I think I'm going to have to compromise with you and Alfie and go with Jordan Henderson. I just think, you know, the, the experience, you know, we need we need a leader in that midfield. We know how important a midfield is in an England team. We need things to keep, you know, keep ticking over. We've seen Jordan Henderson. He's an expert at doing that at Liverpool. He can you can run for the whole ninety minutes, given that he's you know he's fully fit. He can run for the whole game, keep things ticking over. Good passer, you know, leader with Liverpool, Premier League, Champions League. We've seen it all before. He, he did it. He did it at uh, the World Cup. I think I, I can compromise with you and go with Jordan Henderson. Yeah, Jordan Henderson. Yeah, definitely. I understand. That's probably the the most simple one I'd say for Mason Mount. I do see him starting at the Euros and the Southgate. Southgate seems to favour him, but yeah, Henderson, but. Alfie, I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the left wing back spot to make your own and we'll get the lads' opinions. But yeah, who are you gonna go left wing back? You've said it before, but are you gonna stick with Luke Shaw? Um, I think as a left in my one, I also went left back, which was Luke yeah. Shaw because he's yeah. the best English left back right now. But left wing back, the only issue I, I know they put Bukai Saka in. I'd love to do that. The only issue I have with Bukai Saka is recently, if you look at the England squad list, I don't know if this is much to read into, but he's putting as a forward not as a defender. And if you're playing him left wing back, he hasn't played that position for almost a year now. So you're almost putting him in there. The expectation is going to suddenly go back to being this quality left wing back like he was a year ago. 
Now, I think personally, he still goes in there for me. He still starts there, but I would only. I I think he would need to, especially in these games now. He'd need to start him now, get him ready to play in that position for the Euros because he will be a bit rusty there. He positionally might be a little bit off, but if you start him there in these friendlies, I think we've got San Marino, we've got a few other games. Start him there now. See how he does, and then if he plays well, start him in the Euros. But for me, as a left wing back, he's the best. I'm not going to lie, Alfie, that's slightly contradictory compared to what you said before about, you know, Saka, Foden, man, I think Saka just edges it on versatility, you know, you know, being being the player that he is, he should be able to slot in there with, with ease and left yeah, wing but back. He's a tw- the problem is he's a 20-year-old who's played right wing now for almost a year and putting him back to left wing back, are you, it's, it takes time to get used to, because if you're playing as a striker and they put you centre back, you're not going to be on like you're not going to suddenly it's not exactly the same thing. It's going from well, it right is, mid going to, from a, to left yeah, wing. Yeah, you're going across the pitch to a totally Yeah, different but no, but zone you have the, the defensive place to cover them. You know, if you if you put if you're Rice and Henderson centre mid, they'll they'll have, you know, the 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 fitness to cover, you know, the that space. You know, let's say but I think Vikaya Saka right, they're so not going to bomb this, forward, are they? And then you have three centre backs behind him. He's been so good this season, where he's been cutting on his left hand on his left foot, and he's been whipping crosses into the back post. He's on Wallop score against Benfica, um, and I feel like he, he, in that left wing back, he will be the best player. And yeah, he is versatile. I mean, he played he's played left back this season, he's played centre mid this season, he's played cam this season, and right wing. So he's yeah, versatile. I he's even played think... right back at times. You know, when we've been games where we're losing. So I think he can. I just think if you're going to play him, you need to Gareth needs to put him in that system and believe in him. Is what I'm trying to say. Is he, he's got to believe in. He's got to put him in there and he's got to say, "You're my starting left back or left wing back," and I'm going to play you in all these games. I'm going to get you into this position and get you back used to it again. Because he will be a little rusty there. Yeah, I don't know if you and, guys saw that interview. Sorry, sorry, to Kai and Alfie with. I'm pretty sure it's Rob Green. Was it Rob Green? One of these goalkeepers from the England squad. I think it was Ben Foster, Rob Green on on some Sky Sports or Monday Night Football where Fabio Capello kind of didn't tell anyone who the the goalkeeper was and just put him in at the last minute to surprise him. And he didn't even know. He was kind of training with like other goalkeepers and he made that mistake against the USA. So, yeah, I think the point you made about Saka is crucial. He needs to make it like really apparent that he's a left back. Yeah, uh, I feel like belief is the main thing for, especially for a young player. And if he does play left wing back, for England, it's probably better for Arsenal anyway because you know he becomes more versatile, becomes better defensively, and even when he does play right wing, he does track back. He's very good against the fullback. So I'd I'd go Saka left wing back. Okay, right. Saka's your 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 choice, a left back, hundred percent. I do agree that I do like Saka. I know hundred times I do argue about Saka saying you know he's not good, but he is a good player, probably better than Chilwell's a left wing back. Chilwell is definitely a left back, not a left wing back. But yeah. Let's go into Arvin. I'm gonna give you the um I'm gonna give you the right the right wing back spot. Are you gonna stick with Trippier or have my as my mind about Reese James, you know, Alfie I don't remember Alfie chose the wing back, but yeah, you're gonna stick with Trippier there? Yeah, Alfie, Alfie went for four at the back, so he went for Carl yeah. Walker right back, but regardless of that. Um yeah, I see your point, uh, first of all, you know, going off your point. I see your point with Reese James. I just don't think he's experienced enough or he's developed enough as a player like Trippier, you know, to break into that side. Alexander Arnold is a huge issue for me because you know Liverpool fans are about to be slandering us. You know we have we haven't really included them in any of our 11s, but regardless of that, uh, yeah, it has to be Kieran Trippier. I mean, performances for England, it's just been always on a cons- consistent basis, and I think you know why 
why would you take him out when you know he fits the system? Gareth Southgate knows what he's all about. You know, last season, you know, coming from it was very hard. It'd be very hard for someone like him to transition to such a team from going from Spurs to Atletico. It'll be you know it would be such a transition for him. But you know he he did it with excellence. He you know he's an experienced player. He's been at the World Cup before, so you know I have no doubts that he'll perform well at the Euros. It's got to be Kieran Trippier. Yeah, Kieran Trippier probably going to start, but. I'm going to give myself a very, very hard decision. I'm going to give myself the striker role. I'm going to put in Harry Kane into the team. It is an argument that Dominic Calvert-Lewin, he's been amazing this season. You know, Patrick Bamford, Danny Ings, some names, Ollie Watkins, I'm pretty sure, is in the recent squad. But yeah, I'm going to go with Harry Kane. I think that he has to be in the side, obviously the best player in the Premier League, in my opinion. So yeah, I'm going to sit with Kane. I'll give myself the easy one. But I'm going to go straight back onto Craig for this one then. I'll leave the right, the right spot. For a little bit of debate on that one. So, Craig, your choice, whoever you want. Who are you going to put in the left the left wing spot? Are you going to stick with, I think you put Grealish in there? Or are you going to change yeah. our minds up from our teams? See, I'm glad you gave me the left wing spot and not the right wing spot. Um, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think I'll think i stick with Grealish for the whole, you know, for all of us. I think I haven't seen enough of, you know, Sancho if he can play on the left. I know Sterling's probably, his, you know, main position is left winger. Phil Foden as well. You know, been playing left winger for Man City. Like we said, Bukai Saka can play left wing. But I think Jack Grealish, what he's doing at Aston Villa, he is most suited to this length, left wing position You know, for England. I think he sort of nailed it down with his performances this season. You know, up until he got injured, he was probably, you know, top five players in the Premier League. So I think he's, yeah. he's sort of got this nailed down. So I'll go Jack Grealish from the left. Jack Grealish, yep. 100%. I do agree with that. Any serious objections there with Jack Grealish, guys? Are we just going to agree with Craig on that one? Yeah, I have a I agree. serious, I agree. serious um, objection to that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, for me, it has to be Marcus you're gonna Rashford. Say, I mean, okay. huh? I thought you were going to say Raheem Sterling then. I was about to go oh, no, no, no. Marcus, yeah, Raheem Sterling's on the right in my team, but it has to be Marcus Rashford. Rashford, Kane and Sterling. I just don't think any other player would, would go in, would go in okay. there. You know, oh, so bear in mind, I'm, though, I'm, bear in mind, I'm, right, this will be a 3-4-3, so the fullback will provide the width. So Rashford won't be out wide. He'll be coming into, it's almost as an inside forward now. In that position, I'd much rather have Jack Grealish for the way he picks up the ball, almost like Eden Hazard-esque, where he picks up the ball, he runs at players. He wins so many fouls in and around the box. I think him driving into the box of the ball from that inside forward position, we've seen he can cut in on his right and he can shoot his final pass. I think in terms of Rashford, technically, Grealish is the better player. Rashford is just a better uh, I think out-and-out winger and goal scorer. But I think if you're playing, these will always be inside forwards. That's why I'd go with, I think, Grealish. Yeah, you, you talk about inside forward, but Harry Kane would already have that role to come in deep and, you know, ball play because he's, he is that type of player that, you know, will break the ball out, in, especially what he does with Son. You know, he'll find Son, he'll play the ball. And I think but that's, that's, but that's a different... I, I don't think Kane would do that for him. And I think he'd be a lot more, it's a lot more like this in the World Cup where he stayed as a centrepiece of a team because we have so many, especially if you play like, Grealish, Sancho, Grealish, Sterling. There's so many correct players behind him that he doesn't need to drop back. The reason he does it for Tottenham is because they don't have that and they sit back on their own box and they don't, you know, go forward. So I think this England team, especially its most sides, would look to go forward and try and get at, well, I hope they would anyway, and get at teams. Mm. And I think I think Rashford, I, I like Rashford. I think Rashford does deserve to start. And in my system, he did start and so did Grealish. But in this, this formation here, in this team we're picking, I think, I think Grealish goes in. Just, just, just yeah. Wait, I'll, 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 I'll,
I, I would agree. pick Rashford, but the thing is, you know, we've seen that Man United is his best position on the left or is his best position, you know, up front. He's been rotating so much. I think if he if he had played in, you know, the left left of the Man United front three or the striker role for the whole of the season and hasn't been, you know, switching between striker and the left left side, I think maybe he would have been able to, you know, get into the left wing of his team. But he hasn't really he's been rotated a lot at Manchester United and I still don't really know what his best position is, whether it's a striker or out on the left. So you know, I've gone with Grealish because, you know, although he can play left wing and cam, I think he is definitely better on the left. They're both kind of left yeah, quickly I'll just say they're both the way Man United play is they play really quick, short touch passes around the box, you know, with Martial, Rashford, Fernandez. Rashford is not a wide player. He plays as like a left inverted forward in that system. So does Grealish. Exactly. He's not a wide that much. Grealish is constantly coming inside. You do see him out wide sometimes, you know, playing them Ziyech-esque balls inside. Had to, you know, gas up Ziyech in this pod somehow after his goals. But yeah, that's they're both inverted left forward. So it's just about... Who you'd prefer, you know, a creative player to, you know, ping the balls out wide to whoever's playing on the right or someone to directly go and shoot. So, yeah, I'm going to make the final call kind of on this one. Actually, no, I'm just joking. Craig, who's your final call? Grealish or Rashford? I'll stick with it. I'll go Grealish. Nice. Wait, hold on. Just one more point. The same case that you put up for Henderson Mount in that centre mid role. Is Grealish experienced enough? I mean, I haven't seen him play at the highest level. Yeah, he has played really well against you know big six teams. Yeah, he scored two goals, made uh, loads of assists against Liverpool. But regardless of that, I just put Rashid in there because you know he's been in that England team. He knows what it's all about. I'll tell you why. Grealish doesn't have the same experience. Grealish is experienced. I'll tell you why. Now this is a different type of experience. Has he been at the World Cup? Has he been at the Euros? Hold on, let me let me explain what I'm going to say. He's been in the Championship and he's dragged Aston Villa, a team who were, I think they were 10th in the, the Championship at some point in that season, and he dragged them. Dragged is that them experience the last, Hold on, no, but no, hold on. This is a different type of experience. This is leadership. This is, this is what you need in a team. When you're 2-1 down against France, who's going to get the ball? Who's going to drive at a player? Who's going to beat a player? In the, in the Premier League last season, he single-handedly kept them in the league. Like it, if it wasn't for him, they would have been rock bottom of the league and they would have gone. So he single-handedly kept the team, he got a team right and kept them in the Premier League. Now, if he can do that with a side like that, imagine what he can do with England's, England's level of players. And that's a different type of experience people don't usually look at, but it's the, the leadership qualities he brings and the like the willingness to get the ball and ask for the ball is something that you've got to be admired. I mean, I don't know how many times I've watched Man United play and been poor and I haven't seen Rashford at all in the game. I haven't seen him demand the ball or get the ball. And obviously, I think I think Grealish is a little bit older than Rashford. So that, that might just because Grealish's age and position and the fact he's captain as well. So he's, he's used to doing that. But I feel like if we're trying to win the Euros, you need a squad full of leaders out on that pitch who are going to demand the ball. And I think Grealish is one of those players. Grealish has the calves as well, so I'm I'm gonna stick with Craig. I'm gonna hundred percent say that yeah, Grealish should start that should start on the team. It's so peak on Rashford that he's not starting. Like how well is he being this? Man. It's, I'm I'm annoyed. But Craig, it's your choice. And on the right wing back, not the right wing back, sorry, the right wing spot, the right inverted forward. I'm just gonna get one name from all of the guys, Sancho, Sterling, or Rashford as the three players. Or other, say other if you have another choice, you know. As I said before, you know, Callum hudson adoy has been amazing this season. Just joking, but he's not going to be in the team. Uh, one of them three players. I'm going to start, Arvin, give me a name. Sterling. And Craig? Other, Harvey Barnes. Yeah. Oh, okay. And okay. equaliser. 
Yeah, again, an influence <laughs> on that. Cheeky, cheeky. And Alfie, who are you going for? Sancho. Sancho. Oh, my God. We've all got, we've got different ideas. So, it's on me. Do I go for one of them three? Go on, Taron. You get the cast in, though. Yeah. How has how is Rashford not made his way into this team? I'm so... But he's not even a right. He can't play on the right. He just... No. He cannot play. This guy can't play on the right. So, oh, I'm going to go with Sancho. Oh, uh, I'm going to go with Sancho. I've got all three of my picks. How has Alfie, how has Alfie done this? How is no, this on, on the right, on the right, has to be Sancho. On the As a right, inverted forward, if you have Grealish there, Grealish, you know, pen them, pen balls, Sancho, Sancho driving at players, making space. I think that dynamic's beautiful. Sterling off the bench. But yeah, I'm going to go with Sancho. And I've said Harry Kane up front. No objections there, guys, Harry Kane, right? Eddie and Ketia. Not at all. Eddie and Ketia. Yeah, nice. That's uh, Balogun, if he's even from England. I don't even know. England, England fans play 10 men for the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... What is that? Abraham up front? No, to be fair, Abraham's not that bad. Like, I'm not mm. saying like he's bad, like he's okay, but uh, Bruce, how has he made it to the England team? <laughs> oh my actually... god, he's he he good. No, but how's he, how's Abraham made in over, yeah, how's how's Abraham made in over, you know, Bamford and Ings is pretty much on team. Bamford's been better than Abraham recently. It's just, I'd love to see Bamford in there. I think Bamford's been better than Watkins this season, he's been very unlucky. Yeah, he has. Watkins' athleticism. And his hold up plays better. I don't really, I don't really rate Watkins that much. He had a good start, and he's just dropped off so much. He's just yeah, he but that's kind of with Grealish's injury, hasn't it? Yeah, the, no, the that's the bit of that Grealish. Like definitely bottom three, hundred percent there. Oh yeah, hundred team. Even though they're signing Cash and Barkley, and you know uh, Emmy Martinez, Sanson. still yeah. Sorry, Sanson, Morgan Sanson. Yeah, Sanson's done a lot for Aston Villa, but anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna kind of wrap up this podcast, guys. We've Oh my god, we, we went on for an hour. Jeez, an hour. It's supposed to be 35 minutes, but you know, it was a good debate. Uh, very relevant topic at the minute, England squad, you know, trying to get some content out for the national break. But yeah, some final thoughts, Arvin, on the podcast. How have you enjoyed it? Uh, yeah, uh, obviously, slightly controversial podcast, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, always love talking football, obviously. Dsu, Craig, and Alfie, you know, huge, uh, huge pleasure for you to have us and well, for us to have you on. And uh, yeah, it's just. Oh, weird one for me, but you know what? We'll go for it. You know, it's it's been it's been good. It's been good. I know. I can just hear a few minutes you are that Marcus Rashford is not in the England Human. team. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Regardless, Craig, we'll, we'll I'm move, Craig. Move. Yeah, I'm gonna go straight to Craig. Craig, have you enjoyed the podcast? And oh, yeah, what have you got planned for the rest of the week? I absolutely loved it, mate. It's always a pleasure coming on, just talking about football. It's nothing beats it. Nothing like it. Uh, rest of the week, chill out, watch England play five at the back against San Marino. Yeah. <laughs> That's my plan for the rest of the week. Yeah, you know, we have to defend against, you know, San Marino's deadly attack. But yeah, Alfie, have you enjoyed the podcast and anything you'd like to say to Arvin before your boxing fight and anything you'd like to say in general? Um, well, this podcast gone on for an hour because Arvin's one sentence goes on for about 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've enjoyed the podcast. did say some kind words. But um, yeah, it's been fun. And I've got all my picks, so I'm happy. Oh, my God. I had to go with Sancho, like... And you said nothing about the box, but I like you're keeping it chill. Well, uh, very relevant to the topic, but yeah. Um. Anyways, guys, <laughs> got some final thoughts from the guys. Um. I'm your host, Taron, on the Perfect Attic Podcast. Check me out on Twitter. All oh, have wow. a lovely day, and <laughs> I'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs>